0: Okay, well, I want to talk about how you, what you guys are doing specifically for people that are over 60, but let's get into the meat of our conversation today, and that, of course, is ways you might getting, be getting
1: ripped off. Sure.
0: Uh, what, are, what are some common ways people are getting ripped off?
1: Well, you know, you can think of fraud in two main categories, Stacey. One is where the victim is being actively deceived into giving away critical personal information or the money itself. And that might be someone posing as an authority, posing as a loved one. They might be posing as a bank or technical support or a government agency. We see all all of these things. They might be building a relationship of trust over social media or the phone. And so much of the fraud that we see is rooted in exploiting the inherent trust that many seniors want to have in those around them. You don't want to think that the world is this way. I, I don't want to think the world is this way. But unfortunately, American seniors are just under attack from scammers. Uh and then to the other kind of fraud you see is where a victim's information is captured without their knowledge. Your banking information might be picked up from a hacked website or your personal information is published on what's called the dark web. There's one breach of a company called Move it this summer that exposed the social security numbers of 60 million Americans. That was just one breach. So it was Charlie's experience with all of these types of fraud that inspired the creation of Charlie Fraud Shield, which is a comprehensive and personalized set of services to protect our customers and their money. Uh, the, The fraud is happening everywhere. And you know what?
0: I bet you this is true, Tony. I bet you people actually do think, they hear these things. Obviously, this isn't the first time this stuff has been covered. And they hear this stuff and they go, well, that wouldn't happen to me. I'm too smart for that. I mean, everybody thinks that, right? And yet, that's when it's going to happen to you.
1: I, I think fraudsters are counting on that level of overconfidence.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to Money Talks News, the podcast. In this episode, we're talking about the top scams you're likely to see in retirement, or maybe before retirement, and how you can avoid them. Did you know that more than $28 billion, yeah, that's billion with a B, is stolen from those aged 60 and older every year? So if you're in retirement or approaching retirement, how do you avoid becoming one of these depressing statistics? Today we're going to talk to an expert on banking for retirees. He's seen it all and he's ready to talk to us about what you're likely to see and how to avoid how to avoid becoming a victim. I'm Stacy Johnson as usual. My co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello Miranda.
2: Hello Stacy. I'm excited about this because someday many 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 years from now, I might want to retire.
0: Well, and, and I'm really interested because I am over 60. Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman, who is not over 60. Hello, Aaron.
3: <laughs> I'm not over 60, but the way my brain's going, I could be susceptible to some of these scams.
0: <laughs> and today we have our special guest, Tony Brancato. He's the head of product at Charlie, a company that focuses on 62 plus banking.
1: Hello, Tony. Hi there. Good to be here. Are you over 60? I am not over sixty, but um, I know a lot of people that are.
0: So I'm the only one on this podcast who really gives a damn about this. <laughs> no, because I would <laughs> I mean, imagine
2: in many it's, many years we'll care about it. Many it's many years up on
0: all of us. Yeah, I, I would imagine that a lot of these scams apply to people of any age, anyway, don't they? I mean, uh, absolutely. It's
1: ha- this is happening to everybody for sure.
0: Okay, let's not scare away our under-60 audience. Uh, Okay, now, before we start our podcast today, a couple couple of notes. We don't give financial advice here because we don't know you personally, so make sure you do your own research and consult your own experts before acting on anything that you hear on this podcast. Additionally, we need to acknowledge our advertising relationship with Charlie. Even though they are one of our partners, it doesn't affect our opinions. And in fact, as we dive into today's podcast— Even though we apparently have a business relationship, Tony, would you explain what Charlie is? Because I'm just really not that familiar with it.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, uh, Charlie is uh, what we describe as the new standard of 62 plus banking. We built Charlie from scratch, from the ground up for the needs specifically of retirees. Uh, There are 10,000 people a day retiring in the United States. Uh, The average retiree is living paycheck to paycheck off of Social Security. They're under a constant attack from fraudsters. And we've designed Charlie to help uh, retirees make their money go further, to protect them from fraud, uh, and to just help them live their best lives in retirement. Why is it called Charlie? (laughs) Charlie. (laughs) <laughs> we like to think of Charlie as your, uh, your helpful nephew that might be you know, tech savvy, helping you get your computer set up or making sure that you're doing all the right things with your settings. In this case, uh, Charlie is your advocate and your assistant with all of your banking needs.
0: Yeah, I, I did a little research for this podcast, and, and I've got from the um, National Coalition on Aging, I think is what it is, um, government impersonation scams. Is one mm-hmm. of the common ones. Do you, do you know? Are you familiar with that? Can you give me an example?
1: Sure. I, often what will happen is uh, someone calls uh, calls you posing as a government agent, saying that your Social Security is at risk uh, and that you need to give hand over some kind of personal information or go buy a set of gift cards uh, and read the numbers of those gift cards back. And I know this sounds crazy, but they call and they they scare you and they convince you that you absolutely need to do something that may not make a lot of sense otherwise, uh, and then can you know steal hundreds or thousands of dollars from you in the process.
0: You know, I'll tell you something. Back when I was in my 20s, I was an investment advisor, and I remember – uh, covering stories. And especially I did TV news too. Aaron and I were a team. We, we did a lot Mm -hmm. of TV news on this topic and we would say like, you know, old people are real trusting because they're from a Mm -hmm. different generation when you can trust everybody. But now I'm in that generation (laughs) and I didn't, I didn't, I learned not to trust people, you know, when I was in my thirties or whatever. And now I'm in my sixties, people are still falling prey to stuff like this. I mean, wouldn't they be, I mean, shouldn't they have figured this out a long time ago, not to fall for these, these scams?
1: I, you know, I, I I think I think some of it is that uh, the the sense of urgency that is often put uh, on these calls, the level of sophistication that that goes into designing these scams, they they can be very convincing. You have to be really vigilant. It might be that you're you're trusting. It might just be that it's such a scary moment when someone calls you and tells you that you're your social security savings are at risk that that state, that heightened state of panic will cause you to make, uh, you know, make a mistake.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. And here's, <laughs> me, here's one. Uh, according the, to the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: Uh, no, I was to say, uh, according to uh, an internet crime complaint center, fraud for people 60 plus is uh, resulting in 3.1 billion in losses. And it's an 82% increase in losses from 2021. So, I mean, it's, it's not that people are getting smarter, <laughs>
1: Right, Crime is reducing. It seems to be increasing. Absolutely. You know, in the research uh, of developing Charlie, I've spoke with hundreds of retirees. Literally everyone that I had spoke I've spoken with has lost between hundreds or thousands of dollars to a scam at some point in the last few years. And a small fraction of them told anybody about it because of the shame, the the fear. It's you don't want to think that this kind of thing could happen to you, and so uh, it's really terrible.
0: Interesting. Well, the, the the next one that I had on my list, and I don't mean to usurp <laughs> what you wanted to talk about, enough, but it was uh, was something Aaron and I covered together as TV news reporters: um, sweepstakes and lottery scams. We we went to somebody's house who had been taken had been taken for everything. Because she thought she'd won uh, a contest. More than one. Mm-hmm. And it was it was one of the saddest stories I ever covered. She lost everything. She took out a mortgage on her house. And all this was uh, was people saying, you want a Cadillac, you just need to send us a $1,000 uh, for the taxes. And this yeah. woman, she thought that they were going to show up with a Cadillac. And she had her hair done. She had hired a photographer to have a picture uh. taken next to his Cadillac. And uh. this poor woman had lost every single dime she had. And it was just horrible just terrible you remember that story Erin?
3: oh yeah 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 and while we're there uh filming her and interviewing her uh the scammers were actually still calling her
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, the, the postal service the postal inspection service um they were on the phone yelling at the people who were trying to call her and they didn't care they'd laugh they just hung up they were in i think they were jamaican people but anyway that was it was really sad and yeah. so have you
1: have you seen that scam too Uh, We've seen that. We've seen uh, scams from Publishers Clearinghouse is one that I think is still it's it's still around and still pretty common that uh, fooling people into thinking that they've won there. You see a lot of free iPads or free free money (laughs) being passed around and then people just giving their account information thinking that. Uh, that there's a prize on the other end of it. Generally, the rule of thumb is if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, And so we encourage our members to just be really vigilant about these kinds of opportunities that seem like they're just great deals because they usually are not. Well it, know, also seems, just, it also oh, seems it
3: also seems like uh, it's just a lack of understanding and technology. Like some of these scams are they call you up and and uh, they just get you to say the word yes. and then as soon as they get you to say that word, they record your voice and then they can use this to get into other things like your
1: bank account, stuff like that. So sure. Well, you know, we, we advise one of the one of the things we talk to our, our members about is just if you if it's even if it's a phone number that you don't recognize, uh, very banks are not going to call you and ask for your information uh, if and if someone does and it seems convincing, you can always you can ask questions, you can call them back, uh, you can hang up and go and find the official number on the back of your card or on the bank's website and make sure that you're using the real phone number, that you're really talking to the bank, uh, because these the fraudsters will call and pose as uh, as voices of authority and your bank's not going to call you and ask you for your personal information. They just don't do it.
0: You know, I, I'm kind of depressed by this whole topic, Tony, I've got to tell you. <laughs> look, 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 guys, I, I've, been a really, consumer reporter. I've been a consumer reporter for 30 years. On, I was on 80 TV stations. I've had this website for 20 years. And, and all I've ever said is, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. And obviously, it's not working because we're still having this conversation. And, and I, I mean, how, how come it? Why don't people get this? Why do they fall for this stuff?
1: Well, you know, Stacey, that's what really gave us the confidence that we were doing something important and necessary in building Charlie and and offering banking services specifically designed for this age group, because it is a really even though fraud's happening to everybody. We feel like this is a unique set of challenges that this generation is facing. Uh, and with Charlie and with this product we built called Charlie Fraud Shield, we believe we've designed something that can truly have a meaningful impact and protect seniors and, and their retirement funds.
0: Yeah, I want to hear about that, too. We're, get, we're going to take a break in a minute. But before sure. we do, something just occurred to me. AI is going to make this mushroom, isn't it?
1: Yeah, AI is one of the things that we're paying very close attention to because now you can it will help fraudsters make much more sophisticated uh, and convincing looking fraud or sounding fraud. Uh, And so, again, this is why, you know, remaining vigilant, questioning uh, and being open to telling your trusted loved ones when something does seem suspicious or if you've been a victim of fraud, actually talking to your friends and family about it uh, and building that that network of support is so important
0: It really and you know I was just thinking the uh, the grandparent scam uh, where the mm-hmm. the the kid is supposed to be calling, and it, they've been kidnapped or they've been arrested, and they need yep. money right now. Well, I was just thinking with uh, the ability of AI to create video. I mean, you could take somebody's picture off their off their Facebook page and, and send it to grandma, and, and she may you know think it's you. I mean, there's just a lot of things that AI could do. that's going to make this a lot worse, I think.
1: Yep. Well, one one thing actually on that front that that we advise our customers, and I I do this even just with my family, is that we we establish what we call a, a secret phrase that only we know, and it's something unique to our family history, and if... If, if on the unlikely and would be terrible and unfortunate event of a situation like that where someone was calling and saying they had been kidnapped, that we have that secret phrase that we make sure that we would exchange with one another. So you really can be sure it's the uh, a family member on the
0: other line. That's a great idea. What's the phrase? <laughs> <laughs> Very tricky. Oh, I guess that wouldn't be secret anymore <laughs> that then, would it? Wouldn't be secret anymore. <laughs> before we take a before we take a quick break, I want to ask you guys a question because this this is a really easy way to to uh solve the telephone scams. Uh and that is I don't answer my phone ever. Do you guys have yeah. so show of hands even though we're not on video. Um I, who answers their phone here? Do, does anybody on this podcast answer their phone unless they know who it is obviously?
2: No. <laughs>
3: No, I don't. I don't answer. I even have that phone, my phone on the an uh, Apple setting that sets it up so that it just ignores phone numbers that aren't in my contact list.
1: How about you, Tony? Same, same here. I I, I don't answer the phone for any number that I don't recognize. Yeah, that that
0: seems like a pretty simple thing to do, and I wonder how many people do that. Now, my wife is incapable of not answering a text. I mean, she will answer a text no matter what time of day or night it is. I won't even answer those sometimes, even if there's somebody I do know. But I'm not about to answer the phone ever. Unless well, it's texting
1: – your wife should know that texting uh, is another real meaningful fraud vector. Uh, so you can't – even though you might cover it by not answering the phone, but you should also be wary of what's coming in through text as well.
0: Well, I, I don't think you understand, Tony, that my wife always answers text. <laughs> There's just no way she's not going to. I mean Fair I can enough. hold a gun to her head and she'd answer it anyway, uh, and I have. No, I haven't actually held, held a gun to her head. Let, let's take a really, I, w- I want to take a really quick break and then let's come back. We can talk about some more scams, but I'm really curious as to what your company or any company could even do about this stuff. Uh, okay, guys, we're halfway through our show, which means it's time for us to pay some bills. We're going to be right back after this quick commercial break to talk about what we can do to spot scams and what to do if you've been scammed. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Before we start, though, if you like what we're doing here, do something for us and share this show with your friends and family on your favorite social platforms and subscribe to the podcast. Takes you two seconds. Really helps us, though. Okay. Now, let's talk about what... Well, actually, let, let me ask you this. I'm really curious about this. And this isn't because you're uh, apparently one of our commercial sponsors. What What, are, what can your company do that uh, that isn't being done by other companies to to help people?
1: Sure. So... I was talking before about uh, the situation where a victim's information has been compromised. We see it when their Charlie card has been used for something they didn't buy. Often it's in the middle of the night or with a merchant name that looks like a common name, like Amazon, but slightly misspelled. Uh, And what we witnessed with uh, fraud activity and what we've learned through our research inspired us to build features like sleep mode, where the card goes to sleep when you go to sleep and you won't allow any of these nefarious transactions, so you can truly sleep with ease. Um, you can block all online transactions, or if you just shop on Amazon or Walmart, we'll let just those transactions through. Um, we text our customers all the transactions that are happening on their card if they want, so you just have maximum transparency. You'll catch something right away if it doesn't look right. Uh, we let our customers block international transactions and these are just some examples of uh, how we how we help our our members manage uh, manage fraud.
0: How does your card know when you're asleep? <laughs> I mean, I can fall asleep at any
1: moment. OK, sure. That's fair. That's fair. Well, it's a, it's at the top of a button or you can set a schedule.
0: Oh, that's pretty. That's interesting. Now, a lot don't a lot of banks like I have American Express, Um mm-hmm. And when I'm traveling, it'll say, Are you out of town? You know, it'll, it'll, it's looking at my expenses and seeing what I'm charging. And, and, and I have a a thing where if it's over $500, it notifies me. So isn't this the things you describe, are are they common? Are are you doing something unique? Is what I'm asking you. Uh,
1: I think the, the features that we've built are unique. Uh, They are designed to be maximally easy to use and really designed around the, the, lifestyle and the living patterns and behaviors of the 62 plus community uh we've if you think some of these features that that, the the limits and the international uh blocks that you mentioned they might be buried under 17 different menus within the amex website i don't know if you've tried to navigate amex.com but it it's a mess Uh, it is it is hard
0: to navigate i agree
1: so, uh, what part of what we've done is we've made all of these features extremely easy to use. You can set up Fraud Shield in under five minutes or less, and feel confident that you are protected.
2: So this this sounds uh, very cool. Do I have to be over the age of sixty to use Charlie? <laughs>
1: um, Unfortunately, Miranda, you do have to be uh, 62 years or older uh, and be collecting social security to become Uh a child. Miranda,
0: I can join and you can't. Actually, I'm not collecting social security yet, though, either. You said you have to be collecting
1: social security? Uh, That's correct.
0: Well,
3: I have a question about that then. So uh, my wife's parents are in their 70s, so are mine, and my parents are pseudo tech savvy, uh, although Hmm. it's getting harder for them. And my My wife's parents barely can operate a flip phone uh, and she has to control their finances 100% or else they wouldn't be able to function. You know, one of the things that helps seniors from getting, you know, scammed a lot is is at least having children that are on top of it. Uh, Do you have uh, controls for maybe, you know, a a sibling or a
1: child to control that? I love that you asked that question. One uh, one feature that we're we're very proud of is called Copilot, uh, and Fraud Alerts Copilot is a feature that allows you to add a trusted loved one to receive the same suspicious activity alerts that we would send you as a Charlie customer. So if someone, uh, if your address has changed, or your email address, or your phone number. Or uh, some kind of limit has been significantly changed on your account, we're going notif- to allow you to notify your family members that are part that you've assigned as co-pilots. They don't have control over your account, they don't have visibility over the actual transactions, but it it serves as a second set of eyes uh, for uh, for the account.
0: Miranda, would you be my co-pilot? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm down. If the, if a charge comes through at a gentleman's club, it is not me. Okay, <laughs> is, is
2: that what I'm is that what I'm to tell your wife?
0: <laughs> no, you're not to tell my wife anything. I talk about my wife all the time on this podcast, Tony, because she doesn't listen to it, and I'm doing that to get back at her. <laughs> got it. <laughs> anyway, now I I have a I have something I wanted to ask you about that's really important. I think a lot of people think that if they you know it, we've got two hundred fifty thousand dollars FDIC insurance on our bank account. Um, And we have brokerage firms with, you know, with with the CIPIC insurance. But I don't think people realize if somebody gets access to your bank account, the bank doesn't have to reimburse you for that. Is that true?
1: Well, certain banks do and certain banks don't. I can say specifically for for Charlie, at least, that we have we offer all of our customers uh, visas, zero liability policy, which will protect our customers in case of any funds lost due to fraud. Um, you should as a, as a senior, you should be checking with your bank to make sure that they have the they offer that kind of protection. Uh because beyond just FDIC insurance, um, many banks do offer this, but often they don't necessarily uh, flaunt that feature uh, and it's definitely something that you should ask for and and frankly demand if uh, if your bank hasn't told you about it.
0: Is this yeah. something do you pay extra for or are you or are you just asking for it?
1: Uh, no, you shouldn't have to, certainly on Charlie, you don't pay extra for that protection and you shouldn't have to pay extra for it. Yeah. In my opinion.
2: Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, I think it's really important to understand what you have to do to get your money back when you have been defrauded. Um, it was like a few years ago, somebody actually ended up getting access to my debit card and then, um, you know, going on a spending spree. They had a great Christmas, mm. and oh, no. Uh, but, oh, no, that's but, horrible. Yeah, they got it through a data breach because I'd used my debit card at uh, like a store here in town, and then there was like a big data breach. Ended up getting fifteen hundred dollars just wiped from my bank account, and in the meantime, of course, you've got all of these automatic things coming out, right? Like your insurance payment or your rent or whatever it is, and you're you know trying to do all this stuff. The money is gone from your bank in the meantime, and I did eventually get the money back. But the thing that my bank and I fought over was who is going to be responsible for all of the fees <laughs> because mm, yeah. because because you know once once this you know once this particular bank account was like before I could move money in there. Um, you know, quite a, few, quite a few things had gone through and I had just gotten hit with overdraft fee, overdraft yeah. fee, overdraft fee. And so um, so that was our big, um, big disagreement was who so was going to pay the fees. Uh, in the end, in the end, my uncle, who's a lawyer, wrote wrote a nice letter and we ended up just splitting the cost of the fees.
0: <laughs> God, so, I'm surprised you had... Wait, how did the breach occur? Was it the bank's
2: problem? No, it was... Uh, I had used the debit card at... Um, it was, uh, gosh, it was, it was toward the end of 2015 when there were a whole bunch of those, um, major retailers that were having those security breaches. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. And so it was during like, that's, that's the best I can assume is that it was during that time period because I had used my debit card at one of these retailers that ended up getting breached.
0: So the bank, it wasn't the bank's fault. No. But I still well, should have refunded the fees.
2: Uh, tell, tell so they, yeah, they refunded all of the, like, you know, I got all the money back because like, since they used the debit card number, um, you know, and and I reported it within the time period required uh, debit card reporting is different than credit card reporting. So you have to, like, be aware of that. <laughs> um, since I reported it, like I got all, I got it all back in terms of, you know, the, 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 you know, what was taken through the debit card, but the resulting fees and overdraft fees that that was our point of contention.
0: Sure. interesting
1: these kinds of situations I, I think so many people find themselves in if you're a Charlie customer we have a us based customer support team on call to help you navigate these kinds of situations and I, I think if you're not a Charlie customer you just contacting your financial in- institution and uh and fighting for what you believe is right is is so important uh, and I think again being vigilant and being on top of it uh is is so uh is so critical, and it's it's unfortunate that you have to be on guard all the time. You know, we we encourage our customers. Uh, we we have a thing called transaction transparency, which uh, helps you read your transaction history in a much more legible way. I don't know if you've ever tried to read your transaction history. It sometimes it's very unclear what's actually happening and like where where the transaction is coming from. We worked really hard to try to make our transaction history legible, so that you can be confident that you know that each transaction was coming from a reputable source that you meant it to be.
0: Interesting. Now, okay, so let, let's close with this too. What we we got some time, but I, I want to know what, what do you do if you've been ripped off? Be, okay, obviously we know now we could call Miranda's uncle; he's he's going to help us. But <laughs> but what else can we do?
1: I I. I think reporting uh, any kind of scam to both your financial institution, uh, as well as if there was, if, if it's tied to a specific vendor, making sure that you've you've contacted that merchant to make sure that they know that whether they've been compromised. Um, I think talking to your family is so so important. We talked about Copilot earlier, but I, I can't emphasize this enough uh, that. Finding trusted uh, friends and family to be part of your financial network and protection circle uh, is so important to uh, making sure that you're both stay aware that, and that you have someone to talk with and that you also you are staying uh, on top of the new scams that are that are coming out every day. Um, but I, I think just being communicative and reporting these things to your financial institution is, is a critical start.
0: What, well, while you were talking I me I, I put into Google FTC fraud report uh and it immediately came up uh, reportfraud.ftc.gov mm-hmm. um is that does that do anything I mean I guess you should always report it so the FTC is aware of it but do, 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 I think the they, FTC really is a great
1: resource you know we also direct our customers to go to consumer.ftc.gov as a resource for learning what the latest scams are that are out there I, I think par- part of it is, you know, maintaining again that network of of communication, uh, so we can all stay vigilant together because the the scams are are changing and evolving so quickly.
0: If you had one piece of advice, let's say you're you're talking to um, Uncle Stacy who's over sixty, um, and I say what's what's one the most important thing I can do to keep from getting ripped off? What would you say, Tony?
1: Well, Uncle Stacy, I would say that it's okay to ask questions and to be vigilant and to be a little bit suspicious when something seems off. If someone's calling you and acting with a, a sense of urgency and telling you you need to do something immediately to, to hand over some piece of personal information, just take a breath, take a step back, and be really sure that. Whoever is asking you for that piece of information or trying is is the real deal, because so much of this uh, fraud is happening because it's uh, exploiting the sense of trust and creating an artificial sense of urgency. So just taking a breath and checking your sources uh, is, I think, one of the best things you can do to make sure you don't uh, make a mistake.
3: So like a lot of us, we use credit cards and stuff like that because we get cash back. And I I was going through the site and I noticed that you, it seems one of the little tiles here, it says you can earn 3% on money that you save and you've got like 53,000 fee-free ATMs you can use. So that's pretty cool. So that's on a
0: checking account, you can earn 3% or savings?
1: It is a a checking account uh, and it is a debit card. Uh, but we offer three percent right, earnings on on all accounts, and then fee free ATMs, and yeah, the network exactly is Aaron is fifty five thousand ATMs across the country, and Walgreens, CVS, um, common uh, pharmacies.
3: Now, now what uh,
1: Miranda alluded to
3: is that she was using a debit card, you know, at a at a store, and. and- it kind of nailed her bank account, which we're we're all told. this is like the biggest no-no you can do. You Should you always use credit cards. They're much easier to deal with with purchases and stuff like that. Um, so I, i'm I'm guessing you guys have a lot of the same uh, security control features that credit cards uh, have.
1: That's correct. We have 24 seven monitoring on our debit card, um, advanced state of the art fraud monitoring. In addition to the features that we mentioned before, like sleep mode uh, and block online transactions uh, behind the scenes, there's very sophisticated fraud monitoring. And we any anything that we track that might be uh, might be nefarious, we, we will block those transactions. That's that's right, Aaron.
3: Ah, uh, this might add to more conversation, but I was just wondering i noticed a lot of the fraud seems to be phone calls and on online on YouTube, there's this guy that seems to be able to take these phone calls and immediately find out you know where this you know office is doing the the fraudster and it makes a whole video out of it calling them back Why is it our own telecommunication system can't you know squash
1: this like a bug? I don't understand
0: you would think so, huh. Yeah,
1: it's it's really frustrating. And, uh, you know, especially as as we've been uh, as with running Charlie, as we've been exposed to more and more of these frauds that are happening, it's not just over the phone. It's over email. It's over texting, as we discussed earlier. Uh it feels like something that is a, it's a national crisis uh, and we're doing everything we can to protect our customers. But it is something that we need to be talking about in our politics, uh, in our policies. Uh, and, uh, and I think exactly as you said, I, I think our, our communications infrastructure has a responsibility to uh, address these issues.
0: Yes, that's something I've been raging about for decades. Uh, that banks make it really easy to get credit. I Me mean, fog a mirror, they give you a credit card. But boy, uh, once, it's, once that credit card is out of your hands and into the hands of a fraudster, your life can change in radical ways. And I, I think, well, actually, as a matter of fact,
1: closing question,
0: what do you think about freezing credit?
1: Doesn't that help? Uh, we advise uh, free, freezing your credit to prevent, uh, cards from being spun up in your name, I think is a great way to protect yourself. It's something that I do personally. Uh, and, uh, I, I think it's a very clever way to, to protect yourself. Oh, I see
3: something else here on your site. Um, what? it says social security payments three to five days early.
1: That that's true. That's so one, one of the, thank you, Aaron. Um, one of the, Uh, One of the features that we uh, recognized early on is trying to give our customers financial flexibility. And so we offer our customers uh, access to their social security payments three to five days early. Uh, And that sometimes can make a really big difference if you've got bills to pay uh, and you need that, that money just a little bit earlier.
0: Very cool. Okay, we are out of time, actually. Um, we, we are never, however, out of a topic. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T dot com. And you can also visit... Charlie.com. If you want to talk to Tony, I don't know if he'll actually be at the website, but their their website is charlie.com. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, tell us about it. You can email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. One final thing if you like what we do, do something for us and subscribe to our podcast. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. Tony, thanks so much for being here today. You're an awesome guest. Uh, I'm Stacy. You're welcome. I'm Stacy Johnson.
2: I'm Miranda Marquette.
3: And I'm Aaron. I'm glad I'm not 62 yet.
0: Well, I'm not 62 either. I'm 68. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to see you right here next time.